Welcome to the Metro Minute, Loving Learning Edition, hosted by Alyssa Quarles, Director of Learning and Instruction, and Liz Farthing, EdTech Specialist at Metro Christian Academy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Here we collaborate with educational leaders in the K-12 world to dive deeper into all things professional development and ed tech. Our goal is not just to empower you to grow as a professional in the classroom, but to encourage you as a lifelong learner who educates out of the overflow of your flourishing mind, body, and spirit. We are so excited to learn together. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the Metro Minute, the Loving Learning Edition. We're super excited today to get to unpack what this podcast is all about. I have Liz Farthing here, our EdTech Specialist. And before we jump in, I would love just to get a snapshot of how you came to be here. Liz, tell us about your educational journey. Okay, so I'm also very excited to be here. This is a new to Metro role, this EdTech Specialist, and I am new to this role. And so it's really exciting and fun to learn uh, just how I can serve our community and all the different projects that I get to collaborate with all the people on. How I came to Metro, so originally I was a teacher at Metro. Prior to being here, I served as a teacher and administrator at a school in Beijing, China. And so when I interviewed at Metro, they mentioned a few Chinese students that had been here and had just graduated and they rattled off their three names. And I said, wow, that's so interesting because those were three of my students in Beijing. What? I did not know that. You didn't? No. Oh, this is like my favorite story to tell. Oh, I love it. So I said, well, you know, what are the chances? Dr. Curvin had a picture of the graduating class and it was three of my students <gasps> who were in my youth group and went what? to the school that I taught at. What a full circle. I know. So I really feel like the Lord brought me here because what are the actual odds of that happening? Yeah, right? that's true. That's so kind of crazy. And I'm not from the area. I'm from North Carolina. So I just knew those kiddos had studied abroad and they were somewhere in America. But why, why in the world would they be in Tulsa, Oklahoma? And then I landed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, so, same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, not from here, from North Carolina. Went to UNC and got to teach a little bit in North Carolina before moving to China. And then we landed here. And it's been really fun to just be part of this community as a family. My kiddos go here and I I love it. It's the best. Oh, well, we love having you here I, as a teacher. But now I can say like as an ed tech specialist too. It's been so fun to have you on the team. Thanks. Well, it's your turn. Tell the world who you are, Alyssa. Wow. That's that's deep. I'm going for the deep cuts here. So when I was three, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm actually from Minnesota, so I also am not from the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. I came down here to come to ORU, which is Oral Roberts University, in case any of our listeners aren't familiar. And I went through their ministry and leadership theology program. So my mom was a teacher. My dad was a pastor. Uh, as a kid, I wanted to be a teacher, but I really felt the Lord calling me to ministry. And at the time, what I knew that to be was a specific role in a church doing full-time ministry that way. I really felt like I was supposed to pursue that for my undergraduate degree. And I'm so glad I did because I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without that step in my journey. And I learned so much in that space. And I did work at my local church for several years before I really felt the Lord calling me back to that desire that he'd put in my heart to be an educator. So I 
went back to school. I got my master's in teaching, learning, and leadership in K-12 settings, and I started here at Metro as an elementary teacher. Part of working on staff at a church before I moved to Metro as a teacher, we have a different schedule than most jobs had, and so I had some days during the week where I could frequently go out to different districts. Um, I was an RSA tutor for a minute. I did some ESL tutoring at some public districts in the area but was just so overjoyed to get to come to Metro, teach as an elementary teacher here. And then last year, I moved into administration as the director of learning and instruction. And what does that even mean? (laughs) So I do our school's accreditation, our curriculum, uh, professional development for our teachers and staff. We have an amazing learning and resource center, which is called the Learning Commons up here, uh, as well as I get to partner with Liz in ed tech and educational innovation. So that's where we are today. And I'm super, super grateful for the collaborative team that we have, just that Liz and I get to do this learning space together. I'm excited to see where this goes. Yes. Liz, can you tell our audience who this podcast is for? Yeah, I think primarily, you know, we're in an educational space. And so this is going to be immediately applicable to educators. However, I think really it's for anybody who is a learner. And that can include, Mm -hmm. you know, our parents, our students, our community at large, and hopefully others outside of our community as well. I love that. Learning is for everyone. Yes, absolutely. So, Alyssa, what would you say is this learning space and why is it important? So one thing we talk about in the intro that we'll hear every time this edition pops on is that educators are being empowered to grow as professionals. But like Liz said, this is a learning space for all of the learners and we all can be a learner. One thing that we really value here is lifelong learning. I've been really interested recently in growth mindset. So this is part of the framework and the lens that we're viewing things here in this episode, but also in the educational world as we're leaning into lifelong learning, this is something that's really important. Carol Dweck is the scholar who came up with growth mindset. And essentially what it boils down to is that abilities or attributes are changeable and they're, they're developable. They focus on the process rather than just the outcome. So the opposite of a growth mindset is a fixed mindset. And that's believing that these abilities or human qualities are not changeable and they're static. That's the space where we might say, okay, I was good at math in first grade, so I'm good at math now and that's all I'm good at. Or I was not good at science, so I can't be good at science. That's a fixed mindset. Instead, something we hear often is that I don't know how to do that yet, or I can't do that yet, or I don't understand yet. Honestly, it really translates well to the gospel because it's the now and the not yet and shows how we're all on a transformative journey, especially when we're followers of Jesus, because he's inviting us into this space of now and not yet. I mean, the world groans for the not yet, for the complete restoration of all all things. Having a growth mindset, not only in education, when we're maybe explicitly learning some standards or concepts, but having a growth mindset in life is something that really is biblical. A lot of times with our students, that's something that we're encouraging. And 
it seems like it can sometimes be lost when we enter that ambiguous space of adulthood. It's like, okay, this is what I was good at when I was in school, or here's what I did in college or after graduation, that's what I'm good at. But it's really this space of openness where we can have like an open mind and heart to grow in the spaces that are challenging and that we can do hard things. And often it's a process that takes a while. But with practice and reflection, continued work, those are the spaces that we grow. Yeah, I love that. And if you think about growth mindset, really the heart of it is the heart of following God. When we come to the Lord, He invites us into a relationship. Mm -hmm. He doesn't require us to be 100% perfect. In fact, He says His power is made perfect in our weakness. He's Mm -hmm. assuming that we are not at the point of arrival, but that by walking with Him, we can look more like Christ through that, through walking in the Spirit. And he continues to change us. And so I think sometimes as educators, we're scared of change. Mm. Um, I mean, as people, we're scared of change, but really we should embrace it. Mm. Yeah, that's so good and so true. Just the heart of the Lord uh, is that space of transformation and growth in us. And that makes me think of, you know, we say educating out of the overflow. A lot of times our society tells us to look for one kind of output or what that specific data point is. What are the quantitative results? And those are not bad things. We do need measurable growth points, but that's one way that we can measure fruit. And when we're constantly giving output without having a place of input, that's when we burn out. So just having a space where we're not running dry, growing stagnant and losing that growth mindset, instead having a space of overflow where we do have that continual stream that's filling that cup. So it's pouring over. It's not like we, you know, fill the cup up, dump it out and then start over. It's this space where Because we're constantly being poured into, just like our relationship with the Lord, when we are continuing to reach out with our heart and our mind, there's not spaces in our learning or our teaching of our students and our children that's stagnant. It's a space where we're growing together. And as adults, as parents, as educators, it's a space where we get to pull pull our children and our students up along with us too. It's not like, okay, I made it to this point now. I'm going to tug you along. It's this beautiful relational space where we get to say there's an excitement there where we get to say look like here's something I'm growing in or or it's a reflective space where we can say you know I remember that process too and I'm excited to walk through that with you that's a big statement that can be for the little things too like oh yes I remember the first time I put together a piece of furniture that was frustrating let's do that together and walk through it together All of that really begs the question, what are we continuing to store up in our cups and how are we intentionally sharing it? What is the overflow? So this is the space that we're going to be exploring, focusing on the input and the output as well as the conversation between. So we're talking about some big ideas and then the everyday practical Yes. So a big part of what we're learning at Metro right now has to do with the five C's of 21st century learning. So that's critical thinking, creativity, communication, collaboration, and character that's Christ honoring. And one of the really fun projects that we've gotten to work on lately is creating these tech standards for our learners and our community as a whole. Tech is an acronym that stands for tools. We believe technology is a tool that enriches. So E is enrich. And we're viewing this all through a Christian worldview. 
in order to produce holistic learners. So we're not doing tech for the sake of tech or PD for the sake of PD. It's this one piece of the puzzle that is very holistic mm-hmm. and integrated. And I think sometimes when we're talking about educational technology, the temptation can be use this new tool or try out this website and it ends there. But really the goal is the learner and the tool, the ed tech tool helps with providing each student with what they need. And the benefit to the teacher is that we can create more margin for ourselves to continually prioritize what's important. And oftentimes that's the relationship and that's the heart of education. I love that. So we'll be talking about some PD. We'll be pulling in some of our resident experts to talk about life in the classroom and beyond. We'll be exploring ed tech from Metro's space of using biblical worldview. There's a lot of different variety that we'll be looking at here. Okay, Alyssa, to wrap up this episode, what are you learning right now? I love it. Right now, I am in a graduate program and I'm learning more deeply about a lot of different learning theories in the classroom, but also just lifelong learning uh, because they apply in and out of the classroom. And one of those things that I've been exploring is aesthetic learning. I've recognized in my own self that I was the kid who knew how to win at the system of school. I could get the good grades. I learned to just look for what the teacher was looking for. Although I would consider myself a lifelong learner, I love learning. I think sometimes that comes secondary to checking the boxes off. And in those spaces, that's just me trying to achieve, trying to, you know, bring success. In my heart of hearts, I really think that is uh, my attempt to bring glory to God. But what I've been recognizing is that the Lord rejoices in those spaces where it's not just active work, it's play too in this creative process of learning. To kind of unpack aesthetic learning, it is a space commonly described as like the work or play done by both the student learner and the teacher learner together. And it's an immersion in emotional and uh, sensorial, intellectual, communicative reactions uh, when you're looking at something. So you're deeply embedded in the learning. It would really be like an interactive something, or maybe you're evaluating art by creating it and then talking about the methods. So that's just one thing that I'm exploring and learning right now to move away myself from the checkboxes of learning to the creative play of learning. What are you learning right now, Liz? Yes. So yesterday I got to attend a virtual ed tech meeting and learn from some other professionals. It was the best. (sighs) What were you learning about? I was learning about this new AI tool. Okay, I just have to say I've been waiting a thousand years to push these buttons of sound effects. I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot of them in this podcast. So this um, website is called Question Well, and its tagline is AI to help teachers do their homework. So as teachers, we are constantly creating um, both formative and summative assessments And a lot of those assessments are gamified, which is amazing. But if you're making, you know, a Kahoot or a Blicket or a Quizzes or Quizlet or something like that, um, that takes time. And we want it to be customized to what we're teaching students in the classroom. So oftentimes I create my own rather than, you know, relying on their library of resources. So the cool thing about this AI tool is you can put in your information that you're teaching your students 
I even yesterday put in the quiz that I was going to give them later this week. Mm. And then it generates in all these different formats that are exportable, generates questions for you to use in all the gamified apps. It was incredible. I made, I don't know, three, four, five of these in the past 24 hours. And I probably spent less than 10 minutes creating. And most of that was just double checking the AI to make sure it was correct. So I think as teachers, this has such incredible potential, just saves me so much time. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that tool with us. You said it's called Question Well. Yes, questionwell.org. Wow. Well, thanks guys for joining us on our pilot episode of Loving Learning. Next time we will look into our tech philosophy here at Metro. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us on the Metro Minute, Loving Learning Edition, where we talk about all things professional development and ed tech for K-12 teachers in today's world. Find new episodes, resources, and more on our website at metroca.com slash podcast or on social media under Metro Christian Academy Tulsa. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.